That's right, man. Hey now. Yeah. Woo. Shouting at you. That's right, man. Little Blues Isley. Brothers, baby. That was the Isley. Isley Brothers. But the Blues Brothers movie? Come on. I think that's from the Blues Brothers movie. I, I mostly remember it from one of my all-time favorite comedies, Animal House. Uh, is that in the beginning when they're partying? It's definitely in the toga party scene, absolutely. Yeah. It's famous yeah. for that. Uh, and Isley Brothers, one of the guys, one of the brothers, uh, died this week. So, you know, giving a little shout-out. A shout, if you will, to uh, the Isley Brothers there. Yeah, and the Animal House, man, when they're doing the toga party, man. Toga! Toga! <laughs> toga! Toga! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, best scene ever in any movie when he smashes the guy's guitar on the stairway. Love that scene. I'm also particularly in my mind the one scene that stands out. It's towards the end of the party, and Jim Belushi like <laughs> looks into a jar of mustard and then just pours it onto himself. It's the weirdest scene. <laughs> he just pours this mustard onto his shirt. It's so fucking funny. I don't know why I love that scene more than any of the others in the entire movie. <laughs> I know there's so many iconic moments, and everybody could quote a million versions of a million different parts, but for me, it's towards the end of the party, he's staring at this mustard, and he just kind of like shrugs and then pours it onto himself. It's such a strange moment. I'm all, I'm all for it, honestly. Yeah. They don't make them like they used to, man. I'll tell you what. It was 80s man, flicks. It was, it was the, that was the era of the like National Lampoon. You know, yeah. and a lot of stuff was based off of like good written material. That was back when we, you like had good writers, and if there was a writer strike, of which we forgot all about, you know, uh, it actually <laughs> meant something, or you know, it meant like no, no good entertainment, right? You wouldn't get an animal you know, house. You know what I read an article about was that uh, people forgot that the UAW was on strike. I totally forgot about that. Weird because I didn't. I myself work in the transportation world and outside of the, you know, industry that we're working uh in, we had a fella on our team who needed some work done on his car and the part that they need to get the engine back up and at them, uh they can't get a hold of because the manufacturing plant is on strike and so mm. they can't get the part uh out of the plant or whatever and so i think that real people are going to start getting affected in real time from this and there's going to be reverberations nobody cares if they're you know streaming through korean tv from five years ago on netflix but uh you're going to care if you can't get the brake pads for your subaru good call and so real quickly, people are like, hey, can we just sign some checks and raise some uh, pays here for some people so we could just, you know, fix my car <laughs> so I can get back yeah, to give work? Them whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of uh, movies, though, uh, fucking got to give you a little props here, man. Hey, probably the best movie I've seen in a while. Most That's... watchable. Fucking uh, Renfield. Redfield? Renfield. Oh, that's a Nicolas Cage flick. That's why I'm giving you the props. Oh, Nick Cage right. as actor. Dracula. Yeah, man. Great job as Dracula. Holy cow, that role fits him. Yeah, he does have a Dracula vibe, and 
Uh, Dracula face. Also, to be Dracula, you got to overact it, man. You got to really sell the character. And so that's kind of a character made, tailor-made for one Nick Cage, the greatest actor of all time. I don't know about that, but it was a great movie. One of the best (laughs) movies Hollywood has put out in a long fucking time. And I hate, like, Dracula movies, but this one wasn't scary. It's pretty funny, really entertaining. Great movie. Interesting you bring that up. I was hanging out the other night. We had a little cold front come through. They've been spraying chemtrails like crazy. They're back at it here today even just before the show. I counted maybe 15 planes in 20 minutes. Uh, Freezing cold out. We were hanging out inside, and Emma fell asleep, and I flipped over to the HBO, and I saw that new Flash movie was on. And I thought, oh, man, maybe I'll catch the part where Michael Keaton's in it, which I did. And uh, it was all right. I kind of got really bored really fast. And I started looking quickly what else was in the uh, zone there of the HBO. Young Frankenstein. And so I ended up rocking out the Young Frankenstein. And it was an absolutely glorious and entertaining hour of my time. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Haven't seen the movie in a while. Gotta love a good Mel Brooks uh, flick and Gene Wilder, and I just, just the simpleness of it, and, you know. And those punchlines still It's hit, so man. good, man. Still it's still crazy. Them, it's just, I was just admiring how, like, you could see they're in a set, you know. There's no, yeah. no CGI. Oh, it cost them $50 what, to make that You know what movie. I mean? <laughs> it's just a bunch of people yeah. making really funny jokes, and, and just, it, it just seemed like a blast to be there, and, you know, all of Mel Brooks is films are that way you know what i mean they just have this aura to them and uh you know i i was just kind of uh enthralled by it in the moment man and it took me back like the simpleness of these old movies dude you know you didn't need all this crazy tech you could have just had some good actors with some real true personality and you know you could put on something entertaining yeah dude and that's a good call i mean again i was like oh i'll check out Batman, I love Michael Keaton as Batman. And The Flash, <laughs> what a pile of trash. That is a terrible movie. Terrible movie. <laughs> like, it's just not interesting, and it kind of... Is it, is it The Flash supposed to be a kid? I don't know anymore. I really don't. This is like a man-boy. <laughs> I can't, well, yeah, this Ezra guy, I, I don't think I can get over the fact that he's just a weirdo in of himself. You know, and like, oh, I no, no, he is the perfect representation of what's wrong with America. Everybody in their 20s is like still a baby, and you can't tell if they're a man or a woman. <laughs> That's right. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, Dylan Mulvaney has more masculine features still than this Ezra character, I gotta say. Ezra yeah, Miller. good call. And, and he's done surgery to go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of wild. Uh, but yeah, The Flash, really boring. I couldn't handle it, you know? Like, it's just uh, uninteresting dialogue, same kind of crap. They're doing what? Everything's multi-dimensional, different universe. We're flip-flopping through there. And uh, and I I noticed a big thing these days where the superhero loses his power. They all do this in some Uh, form or another. And it's just, uh, you know, I wasn't into it. You know, it's unfortunate. And it... uh, (laughs) I was watching, I don't know why it reminded me of it. Maybe this is why Marvel and all these movies have been pissing me off. 
uh, with the kid who's smarter than everybody else uh, a concept. Uh, there was this progressive commercial that came on while I was watching football earlier. And uh, it was, it, there was not a man to be seen in the commercial, right? Black or white, no man, okay? And the commercial takes place with a, uh, two black women. I would say I'm 80% positive they're lesbians, right? <laughs> This is, this is a progressive commercial, and some situation is occurring where it plays into progressive insurance, and the little black girl steps in and enlightens both black lesbian women with knowledge beyond anyone's you know understanding about progressive insurance and you know how to be a responsible adult. It, and then the commercial ends, right, with the, the smarmy, smart kid teaching a lesson to the adults. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The, kid, the kid knows you should get progressive or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? But I, I was watching this and thinking, this is it. This is why nobody cared about the writer strike. That's why they didn't want you to come back. This is why no one's watching Disney Plus anymore. Everything has become the two black lesbians and then the black chick outsmarting the black adults. And Okay, right. fine. Fine. All right. I don't know if you looked around America, but that's all we are, Frank. It's black lesbian. It's like 90% of the population. And I just can't get over the kid being smarter, stronger, <laughs> and better and faster than the adult. <laughs> this was in everything, man. Disney just, they replaced all their superheroes with kids who are smarter, blacker, more gay, and uh, stronger than the original guys, like the Iron Man or anybody else. It's just we have to do this with everything, and even the progressive commercial... Even this commercial during this football game, I have to have this kid be smarter than the adults. Really? Really? Well, Frank, how else are we going to justify fucking them? <laughs> First, we have to make sure everybody knows they're, they're, they're better than us. They're smarter than us. I'm not manipulating the kid. He's manipulating me, if anything. That's right, man. The kid told me he wanted to bang me. It was really weird. Uh, who am I to resist this kid? He's smarter than me. Have you seen the movie? Have you seen the commercials? <laughs> the kids are teaching the lessons. It's these kids so are really growing up fast these days. It's That's why just, I want to fuck them. I can't get over this, man. I thought we would be we would be done with this idea <clears throat> that like ah oh, this kid, you know they're they're just so much smarter than all the adults. I don't <laughs> think about the movie like we grew like even in Free Willy. It was like, oh, okay, the kid freed the whale, but it was still a situation where the adults, he didn't teach the adults anything. He taught them about, like, the, the kindness of a kid's heart. You know, he wasn't teaching the adults physics. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, like, you ever seen, like, uh, you know, remember Rookie of the Year? You know, it's the kid. Great movie. I just watched it the other day. Thrust into the world of, you know, adulthood. And he he relies on who to guide him through all the way to the end. Even in the ending, he looks to his mother for advice and wisdom and and strength to carry him through. Like, we used to at least have those kind of tropes and those themes in our our movies. Oh, cop and a half. Yeah, dude. Cop and a half. The kid taught you a little bit about how to, like, you know, be a child, but not about life. You know, he wasn't teaching you how to be a cop. All right, we're, I love bringing back Burt Reynolds from the previous episode. Excellent, man. Love a good cop and a half. One of the best movies ever made. <laughs> underrated. Wouldn't you so say? So underrated. Well, like that's kind of a, a wholesome, funny, good. It's a good Burt Reynolds, man. 
I was talking about being ahead of the racial curve there. I know. No, we did this shit forever. Like, lethal weapons. I know, weapon, every 20 years. There were four lethal weapons over the span of, like, 15 years that were just literally <laughs> dealt on the fact that it was a white guy with the black guy, and neither one understood each other's lives. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we did this forever, man. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this, Frank into all for this shit it's like our culture <laughs> just keeps uh replaying over and over again the same ideas constantly almost like uh the situation with uh, hamas in israel and how how did the day of jihad go for everybody on friday oh, i was so happy did we laughed about everyone it survived the day of jihad <laughs> yeah still here yeah. we're still here man it's sunday it's the sabbath congratulations we made it folks unbelievable uh the fear porn and i, I was just talking to this uh to uh, emma about this over lunch on how you know for the last three years, starting in 2020 mostly, but you could even go all the way back to 2016 with the Trump derangement syndrome, the fear porn train has just been all aboard with the Democratic Party, man. They've just been trying to scare the shit out of everybody for everything possible. Trump, COVID, climate it's change. It's how they win. It's, it's just fear, how they fear, win. fear. And man, it's just all it took was this situation in the Middle East, which occurs every 10 years or so, uh, for everybody on the right now to jump on board the fear train. And and I just think that we got to call it like it is with each side. And uh, Ben Shapiro, my God, man, this guy needs to smoke some pot, take it easy, <laughs> get a massage, go soak up a little sun, choose a day where they're not chemtrailing, my man, and, you know, sit under the shade and read a book. Maybe not some biblical text that's telling you there's an apocalypse upon you. Like, Jesus, this guy, Ben Shapiro, I, I enjoy his programs from time to time, but he has completely gone off the uh, edge here. He has lost his mind. That's a bit much. So the real risk for Israel in not finishing off Hamas right now is that this is taken as a sign of weakness, as it certainly would be, by Hezbollah. Hezbollah is a far more dangerous terrorist group than Hamas. Hamas is a dangerous terrorist group. They just proved it by killing 1,300 Jews. Hezbollah currently has over 100,000 highly sophisticated rockets aimed directly at the north of Israel. Estimates suggest that were Hezbollah to fire all of those rockets, we wouldn't be talking about 1,300 dead Jews. You'd be talking about somewhere between 20 and 30,000 dead Jews, day one. Yeah. If Hezbollah gets you know, in, you know what they call thirty thousand dead Jews? A good day. Oh, oh no, <laughs> that's it. that's the end of the show. Thank you, folks. <laughs> poor taste, poor taste, bad timing. <laughs> You'll catch our next program on the Yeezy Channel, uh, <laughs> starring Mel Gibson and ourselves. We will be on Rumble. <laughs> That's right. We'll be with Russell Brand. Uh, prepare the news headlines for all the ladies we've uh, raped over the years. It'll be fantastic. Israel will have no choice but to unleash the Air Force. If they unleash the Air Force, they're not going to be worried at that point about civilian casualties at all. They're simply going to have to eviscerate the entire south of Lebanon and topple the regime in Lebanon that supports Hezbollah. If that happens, Iran undoubtedly gets in and so does Syria. If that happens, and Israel is now faced with a, with a full war in the north, combined with a war in the south, because they will not have defeated Hamas, that's the predicate. If Israel is forced to the wall, the possibility of nuclear exchange is extremely high. That is why it is very important that the United States provide the material aid to Israel. All right, God, Ben, just yeah, yeah. take Oof. it easy, bro. 
<laughs> Smoke I'm a exhausted. little weed, man. I know. I, I can't believe this guy. You're educated, Ben. Come on. You know this goes in circles. We constantly go over this and what happens, right? It's kind of like Russia with Ukraine, actually. There is a parallel. Russia takes a little land and everybody moves on with their life. We're going to take a little Gaza Strip here and then everybody moves on with their life. That's what's going to occur. Uh, no, I think this is different. I think they're just going to wipe them out. I too hey. believe they're going to just wipe them, them out. dude. I mean, we're we're sending a second uh, carrier group. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems it definitely seems like there's going to be some new beachfront property opening up for Israelis <laughs> here. Uh, oh, oh, Oprah's already got her dibs. That's right. <laughs> no, Oprah, turn off the laser beam. Turn it off. No, 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 no. no, 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 no we're no, doing no. this old school. Old school, we're going baby. Old school. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. Jeez, that lady. So boots on the ground. She's always with that laser beam. My God. <laughs> Oprah, so trigger happy with that thing. <laughs> I'm gonna go boots on the ground, Oprah. <laughs> Take it easy. Oprah doesn't care about hostages, man. She'll wipe them all out with just one flick of the switch. No, no, no. We don't care about the people. We can't afford the rebuild on this one. <laughs> the margins aren't high enough in the Gaza Strip. Not like Maui. You got Oprah on the phone with BB. Come on, BB. I, uh, I just <laughs> want to put in that tennis court. You know what I'm saying? I got the rock on line too. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's already asking for donations. <laughs> Fucking moves. Oh man, absolutely. Yeah, this is a crazy one, dude. I just I cannot believe the protest for the Palestinians is still going on. So yeah, it's I mean, it's all you can find anywhere. Uh, the, the news saturated man right with everything oh, about this yo oh, they love it indeed uh it's all over the place and i honestly like it it's 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 hanging heavy on my mind and i feel like the only way i can possibly escape from this intense crazy world is through my fantasy football league which i'm doing well i'm in contention and uh, there were some players that uh, my competitor had on Thursday night, and so I was very keyed in on the action on Thursday night. Kansas City Chiefs going head-to-head -head with their division rival, the Denver Broncos, on Thursday night football. He is phenomenal in the red zone. They go the other way, caught for a touchdown. Oh, yeah. Nice. Darius Tony with the Chiefs' only touchdown of the game, but that and a few field goals, well, that was enough. And in case you're wondering, yes, Swifty Nation, Taylor was there yeah! cheering on Taylor. Oh, thank God. Yeah! Woo! <laughs> I knew when I heard your fucking voice, bitch, that you were going to talk about Taylor Swift. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I wasn't able to sleep on Wednesday night. I just, uh, I, I wasn't sure. Was she going to be there? I mean, it wasn't a really good uh, game. Man. She is probably friends with Russell Wilson's wife. Fuck uh, the score, bitch. Was she wearing the red or white jersey? Oh, I she, gotta know. She was wearing the red jacket, you know, around the, the half the sleeve was covering the shoulder on one side, and then the other Ooh. side you had the shoulder showing, you know, and it was kind of draped over the elbow. You know how Taylor What about does the lipstick? It. Are we talking like cherry oh, red? We went cherry we're red, baby. Oh, red. We went, talking... I think it was cherry red. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, right, a little, man. A little darker. Ooh. Yeah, it was nice. It was for a night game. You know, she's trying to keep it uh, keep it evening attire-wise. And you know what? Big disappointment. Uh, no Ryan Reynolds. Uh, no Blake, oh, I was just about to no ask. Blake, no no uh, guest stars. Know, who were the guest stars? Oh, no, it was just, uh, I don't know. It wasn't no Blake Lively, no Ryan Reynolds, no Hugh Jackman. It was, it was a big oh. bummer. 
That's right. Huge letdown, uh, folks. Uh, oh, man. I just, this is all I could think about. In Chief's gear, along with some friends, including, of course, our close personal friend, yes. Mama Kelsey. By the way, Kansas City wins 19 Oh, Mama Kelsey was there, Frank. You <laughs> said no celebrities. Jeez. You're right. And here's my favorite part about the clip. Our close personal friend, yes. Mama Kelsey. By the way, Kansas City wins 19 to 8. <laughs> <Are> we... <laughs> by the way. By the way. Who cares who won? Oh, by the way, before we go. <laughs> One of the teams won the game. We don't really remember. It was crazy. We were just so swept up in trailer mania, man. <laughs> by the way, the team uh, Taylor was cheering for did win. calling this now i i i'd like swelsey can we go with swelsey <laughs> is nobody into swelsey i think we should just call it stupid i like stupid as well i'm big on because I, this is retarded is anyone you using guys... benifer i loved benifer that was my favorite one <laughs> and didn't they get back together ben, they're yes now. they're back yeah i always see yeah. on the uh, tabloid websites uh pictures of the two of them fighting and Ben Affleck's holding like two coffees and her purse and the keys and like a small dog, you know. And <laughs> she's like, she's yelling at him. She's all fired up, got that Latin fire going, you know. Oh god, that guy! What did he do? Why do? You, what? What punishment is he serving right now that the the establishment made him get married back to J Lo? You know what I I'm mean, saying? You could have had any woman, dude. Jesus Christ! They must have pulled him into a dark room. They're like, Ben, we got these pictures, or you get back with J Lo. It's your choice, buddy. And he's like, Fuck. It's J Lo or Scientology. <laughs> Don't make us do what we did to Danny Masterson, all right? Oh, you're fucking psycho. <laughs> we'll do it, buddy. Step out of line with the Scientologist. <laughs> you're getting a Tario sentence, you know oh. what I mean? We'll show those pictures of you with that MAGA hat. Don't think we don't have them. <laughs> we could do anything with deep fake technology, Ben. <laughs> they, like, they like show you like a uh, Scientology. They come out with these classified documents, these pictures of these lizard people. They're like, no, no, no. We know you know about the lizard people, but look, they're wearing mega hats. <laughs> <laughs> they were Trump supporters this whole time. It's disgusting. <laughs> now, the stuff about Ben Affleck is hilarious, man. He was on top of a mountain, dude. He was gonna run his own Batman franchise. He won like. The Academy Award for Best Director. Dude, the worst Batman. Uh, yeah, I didn't like his Batman. Dude, like, the, like, I've said it before about all of them. <laughs> like, you're the one guy, if I'm in a crowd and they're like, somebody here is Batman, I'm going to look at you and be like, I think it's this guy. The 6'4", <laughs> super buff billionaire. <laughs> that billionaire who's roided up? I think it's that guy. <laughs> I think it's this guy. The guy in this crowd that looks like he has the toys and the meat <laughs> to beat all of, us, all of us up. I mean, it's this guy. No secret. Yeah. But you see, you see Michael Keaton hanging out there having a beer at the bar. You're not going to think you're going to be none the wiser. Right? Dude, a guy tells you it's Michael Keaton. You're laughing him out of the bar. That's Get right. Out of here, dude. You're an idiot. <laughs> I could beat that guy up. You know, he looks like a 5'7". And I hate to go back to the flash, but I, you know... 
It was kind of refreshing seeing the classic Michael Keaton back in his suit, you know, with the old school Batmobile there and the old school yeah, Batwing. The old school Batmobile was the shit, dude. Did you see the new Batman? It's just like a challenger with a roll cage. It is a challenger, <laughs> and he does many rolls in it. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're supposed to be like a billionaire with the coolest toy ever. You got a challenger with a roll cage? I, as a plumber, can afford a challenger with a roll cage. The new Batman, like, I, you know, the more I think about it, the more disappointed I am that they're not going back to, like, the the Riddler costume. You know, like with the question mark. Yeah, yeah, give me the comic book. We already did serious, you know, intense, realistic Batman. I want some, want some comic book Batman, man. Good call. You already did the Dark Knight. Now you're just doing the darker. The Knight. darker Knight. You know, good call. We need to go back to your right. You know, the Dark Knight. Well, this is the darkest night. <laughs> All right, buddy. This All right. Just, this is the night just before dark. <laughs> it's the darkest. <laughs> all right. Thanks. We all needed that. You know, it's like they're just going so far from the original. You know, I love the Cesar Romero Joker from the old Adam West Batman. You know, he's got that bright purple costume and our suit, yeah. you know, and the, the crazy ass makeup and the green hair. Like, I love that, man. That's that's good stuff. And that's why I think there is this positive nostalgia for the Michael Keaton Batman, even the Tim Burton directed Batman. We discussed it a while back, but he kind of floated it between the modern era and the film noir of the 1950s. So that Batman world exists somewhere between here and now. And so it's kind so of this wonderful I, I, I experience. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I really think what we need is like a Tim Burton style, but way better actors. Like, much better actor selection, you know? You don't dig the actors from the original Burton? Which one was Tim Burton? Tim Burton was uh, Batman and Batman Returns. Oh, uh, no. Who, who did uh, Forever? Well, that's when we... Oh, that was the Joel Schumacher years. <laughs> that's when Batman became gay. Like, they talk about now how the people writing the movies were like, Batman's a gay guy, right? Let's write him like a gay guy. And they brought in, you know, Robin to be his his boy wonder. Yeah, it was, it was too circusy. Yeah, it, it was more like, I liked the, 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 you know, like when you had Mr. Freeze, like, the, everything was kind of like comic booky. Not the, Yeah, Jim Carrey is the Riddler, really the was. Two-Face, you know, everything still had the comic vibe, which is why I still appreciate it, even though it was, Kind of stupid, definitely. It was stupid. Definitely really stupid, pretty yeah. stupid, yeah. I mean, we hit peak stupid with it when uh, George Clooney as Batman busted out his bat card, uh, you know, and uh, tried to The charge. nipples. <laughs> I, like, Dude, I like the nipples. Did you notice the uptick in the boy bands? I just literally just saw a commercial where Backstreet Boys was doing a Dove commercial. So uh, I meant to tell you this <clears throat> last week on the Billboard 100 for the first time since 2002. In sync is in the top ten. <laughs> no. Yes. With a, with a new song. Yes, they have a new song that they recorded for the new Trolls movie. No. I am not. Wait, wait. I am absolutely Tro- telling you the truth. Is this Trolls like the doll Trolls or Trolls like the movie with the giants and the mountain? No, this is the doll Trolls movie, the kids film. I I haven't seen any of the Trolls, but Trolls one I believe is the last time 
Justin Timberlake had a major hit. He did like the theme song for that movie, and it was all over for a year or so. So now, top ten in the uh, the old Billboard charts. There, we got In Sync back in action. No way. Yes, sir, it's man. Crazy. Yeah, it's it, and it's it's a <laughs> popping beat, dude. They're back. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm a huge fan. Huge fan of the In Sync. Well, they're all fucking cashing in on it because uh, they're all doing commercials now. Insync, Backstreet Boys, I'm waiting for a 98 Degrees. Oh, 98 Degrees is back? Well, I'm waiting for them to do one. I'm sure they're going to cash in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got here. This is the new uh, the Trolls tune here. This is uh, the Backstreet Boys. Oh, they're whistling. All right. This is. Uh... I think I think said in sync. Some kind Actually. of love. Oh yeah! Wow. Some kind of fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm turned on already. Oh JT, right to my heart. I can't believe they're all back for this. This is pretty incredible. I can't believe they're all still alive. I can't believe how much weight Joey Fatone lost. For this. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Fatone, he's back in shape, man. Who's looking? Actually, it's the other guy. The other guy has a double chin. He's he's, uh, he's got to slim and trim it down a little if they're going to go back on tour, man. You know what this means? They were means? actually going to cut back in 2019, but it took four years for the trainers to get fat one over there in shape. <laughs> well, eventually they just gave him Wagovi and uh, Ozempic <laughs> and melted right away in about two weeks. Yeah! <laughs> Just don't get too close to him. His farts smell like rotting intestines. <laughs> and sometimes he freezes up. I stopped clipping it because we talked so much about it, but it's almost every other day there's a new thing where... I, it was three days ago they had this thing on Wagovi or whatever, Ozempic, and they're like, oh, there's new new uh, statistics out there that indicate uh, it helps with liver disease. And then like the next day it's like, Everybody's reporting a new side effect from the new Wagovi Ozempic. You know? It's like, well, you know, I, I don't know about this stuff. It's either helping with this other unknown cause that it shouldn't have ever had anything to do with, or it's melting away this organ. You know, we, Anything that makes you melt away doesn't sound very healthy or miracle drug-like. No, any well, miracle drug was always supposed to be a red flag for anybody. Yeah, yeah, I, who, you know, that's like a used car salesman or, you know, you're going through the uh, farmer's market. And, hey there, buddy, come over here. Stop right up to this magic tonic. It'll grow your hair right back in two hours, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're supposed to stay away from that shit. Drink this magic tonic and you'll lose those 50 pounds in three days. I mean, think about just think about cars. All in all, it's still the basic same car. You just have a gas engine, you know what I mean, that's running. You're just taking the power off of it to run a computer now that has all the sensors. But we haven't really we haven't really advanced transportation that much. How how far do you think we really advanced medical science? <laughs> it's a good call. There's this rumor about these med beds out there where they're like futuristic tubes that you go in and they fire off these like Selfagio frequencies, you know, like 528 hertz or whatever it is, and it, like, zaps away your cancer with these, like, sound waves. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, all right. I don't know. Could, don't, could be yeah, true. Yeah, maybe. Knows, maybe. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I just wouldn't trust uh, anything that makes you disappear. 
You, oh, like waves or tubes? Tube waves? No, no, no. Fucking Wagovi and Ozempic. Yeah, this to me sounds like a rebranded version of whatever they're giving out to people in Canada for assisted suicide. <laughs> well, the thing is, they're saying <laughs> it's really good at, uh, like, alcoholics, food addicts, because it just it gets rid of your desire for any, know, everything. It, it shuts down your intestines. Remember, we did a clip where it has a this phenomenon <laughs> where your intestines stop moving food. <laughs> you just don't want anything. You know, when your intestines stop moving things through your body, it's called dying. You are <laughs> dying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Frank, you just sound like such a cisgender, heterosexual, <laughs> white male. You know? I know, it's one of those old school white supremacist concepts. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Feels like you don't know the real world at all. Yeah. Uh, call me a cynic. Call me old school. <laughs> well, I don't know. When the intestines stop moving food through your system, I think you're going to die. <laughs> I might be alone here, but I like my chicks without dicks and my intestines moving food. I <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I asking for too much in this world? All right, maybe I am. I don't know. <laughs> Call me old school, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I was, uh, speaking of old school, I saw a thing on NPR or something like that uh, today, clips of Will Ferrell DJing at his son's frat party. Wow. Which I found hilarious, and then I Googled up old school. It came out February 2003. Holy shit, 20 years ago? Yeah, man. Blew my mind, dude. Wow, we're old. (laughs) That's right, dude. What a classic, though. Old School is a great movie. Great movie, dude. Frank the Tank is 60 now. (laughs) That's right, dude. Will Ferrell doing some DJ work at his son's frat party. I thought uh, that is just classic stuff. And yeah, made me just think about uh, the old days when that came out. That really... You know, that movie came out, and then for about 10 years there, we were blessed with an incredible run of hilarious comedies, man. That was all those got that crew. Yes, dude. Vince Vaughn. Hey, Wedding and, Crashers. And, yes, dude. Dodgeball. Yes, dude. You're psycho. Just a whole string of absolute gem of comedies. Even the Paul Rudd stuff. Like, it just everybody, you know, forgetting Sarah Marshall came out and, you know, knocked up. And, like, it's just, it was just a great string of comedies there after old school. So, I, you know, kind of looking back on that, you know, I was thinking, like, man, there there was still some creativity going on and you could still make fun of a lot of people back then. (laughs) And nobody cared. Now, you know, even, like, early 2000s, right? If you think about it, that was, like, The Office, and Parks and Rec, and yeah. they talk about how you can't do that stuff anymore. Uh, Emma and I were chatting about Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. They're doing a tour, like a comedy tour right now, and we just missed them. They breezed through here in Denver, and th- I was talking about Tina Fey uh, with Emma. Emma particularly finds her comedy absolutely hilarious, and so do I, and we were discussing how... You know, Tina Fey kind of been canceled the last five years or so. 
Yeah, both of them were. Yes, man. And we were, Em and I kind of were laughing outrageous, you know, uncontrollably discussing about, uh, talking about Tina Fey and her obsession with blackface characters on all her shows that she's done. <laughs> yeah. She's, she, oh, yeah. as a writer, she has written in many scenarios where her <laughs> actors have worn blackface. And it's, you know, dude, like, I can't it's believe funny. it's even it's controversial, dude. I mean, I, a woman <laughs> playing a man is funny. A white guy playing a black guy is funny. You know what I mean? Uh, what's his name playing? Uh, when one of the Jimmys used to play... Uh, yeah, Jimmy Fallon did Chris Rock, and it's so hilarious, man. So funny. Dude. <laughs> yes, dude. Oh, but it was just kind of... Uh, it's it's hilarious when Dave Chappelle puts the powder on his face and does the white voice. Yes, Fucking man. hilarious. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's good. It goes, but it's just... It's funny when you play an Asian and you do the eyes and everything, you know? It's funny. <laughs> it is, dude. It really, really is hilarious. And we were just uh, enjoying ourselves reminiscing on Tina Fey, uh, a white woman so controversial that we just had to basically eliminate her from society, right? Because we can't handle <laughs> a powerful white chick who's really fantastic at writing Well, I think she, I think she got kids because she's a turf. Uh, I'm still having a hard time with this one. <laughs> um, run that one by me one more time. I just can't really figure that one out. A trans-exclusionary mm -hmm. oh. radical feminist. That's right. Okay. I'm, I'm halfway there. Three quarters. I think I'm three quarters. <clears throat> it's too easy. A trans-exclusionary radical feminist. She's all about feminism, but doesn't believe a man with a dick can be a woman. <laughs> it's crazy. She she believes in powerful women who don't have dicks. I understand. That's yeah, it's that's absurd. <laughs> Lock her up. Burn her. <laughs> she must be MAGA country. That's the only thing I can oh, assume absolutely. there. Absolutely. She's out there with J.K. Rowling. Terrorist. <laughs> oh man, it is pretty wild <clears throat> when you think of these like kind of empowered women on the right. Or you know, I don't know Tina's face politics. I assumed her to be a left winger. She was famous for making fun of Palin, right? Absolutely, but it, it crosses a line with this trip. Did you see that bike race? It was all over the news, dude. There's this dude, woman's I did, bike I race. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> What's up? No, I have no idea. Enlighten you're, me. You're going to see it all week because oh, it just yeah. happened. Over right. the, I think it, was, it happened on like Friday. There was this woman's bike race. It's like this national race. Two, the, two out of the three quote-unquote women on the podium are men. So number one and two place went to a man. <laughs> And these guys, they just look like skinny dudes with long hair. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, it's so sad, dude. So they, they won money. I mean, they won serious money. And you stole that from women. I, I told you about this a while back. I believe several months ago, Emma has an uncle who plays competitively for money in Frisbee golf tournaments here in Colorado. And they're big pots. We're talking thousands of dollars. And there was a major controversy where a guy decided he was going to compete against the women. <laughs> and and it, it's, it was a huge deal. And what people don't realize is like, this, this fucking dude is doing it to steal money from these women, man. That's literally what he's doing. That's it. There's no other. Why else would like, you do it? Like, yes. No, dude, that's exactly. That's why I saw this because it was in Chicago. And the, the two top prizes were taken home by a man and woman. I mean, two men. And then the third place was taken home by a woman. There you go. Yeah, congratulations. 
I've tried to find the dollar amount, but I can't. It, it's just, when you kind of dig into these scenarios, when you have the fellas beating the women in these competitions, you end up finding out, like, man, there was a $1,000 cash prize for the winner. Or like, oh, okay, now I understand why the guy slapped on some lipstick and decided to call himself a sheep. <laughs> Now it makes a lot of sense. He's collecting some clothes. Oh, I'm looking up how to tuck right now. <laughs> Just go to Target. They got all the clothing you'll ever need, right? No, that was the worst part, dude. There's three people on the podium. Two of them, you can see their dick bulges. Because <laughs> no. they're, wearing, they're wearing the bike shorts. You know what I'm talking about? You can see the dick bulges, and then the one that doesn't have a bulge is third place. That's insane. That's insane. It's called equality and inclusion. Congratulations, you idiots. Everybody wins now. Uh, we'll speak. This all comes from the college campuses, and the college campuses have been in the news because of the conflict occurring in the Middle East. Uh, I wasn't too savvy to what was happening earlier in the week or right when this stuff broke out, but apparently it's getting pretty toxic in places like Harvard and uh, you know these like major institutions where I guess there were kids signing petitions. Uh, that were pro-Palestinian. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, folks, we do stupid things when we're young. There's no doubt about it. But I think maybe aligning yourself officially through documentation with uh, known terrorists, not such, <laughs> not such a good idea, especially if they just got done, like, ransacking and beheading, like, innocent civilians. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's my idea. point, is if you do it now, you're saying, I support this. I love what they did. I'm happy they did what they did. You're out there chanting from the river to the sea. Okay, then you stand for the genocide of the Jewish people. You know what I mean? And to be honest with you, I'm looking at both sides. You know, Frank, what do I always say? Who do you want to be your neighbor? That's I'd, right, rather those, I'd rather the Jews move in next door to me than those, than those terrorists. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, man. It's, it's all about who you want to be your neighbor, right? And uh, I was pretty shocked when I finally did a little listening in on what was going on in these campuses. Like, you were right on the money. Uh, it, it's worse than we thought. Yeah, you should be scared. This morning, as protests erupt on college campuses across the country over the escalating Israeli-Hamas war in the Middle East, tensions mounting between some of those student protesters and their potential employers. Harvard now finding itself in the middle of contentious conversation after its Palestine solidarity groups released a statement signed by more than 30 student groups in the wake of the Hamas terrorist attacks, saying they held the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all unfolding violence. Hey, you know, you like these people so much, why don't you go move to Palestine and see how good it is over there? Dude, I've been saying that nonstop. These fucking assholes down the block put up their Palestine flag. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ah, oh, dude, I would pay. I would pay, gladly pay for the tickets. I'll pay. For, I'll pay to move your shit. Go, go back. Get the fuck out of here. Yes, I think we can easily procure a GoFundMe from enough patriots to get your ass on the other side of the fence. Yeah, you want to go to Gaza? You want to be part of this? Hey, go ahead, dude. Go join your go people. Ahead. Go join your brethren. Look, there's a reason you fucking came here with your kids, right? Yes. Get the fuck out of here with your stupid. 
well, ideology. Here's man. my thought. If you are Palestinian and you came to America to live in a better place and to get away from these kind of divided places, to get away from the war and the terror because you want to live in peace and harmony and prosper and have liberty, well, then raise those stripes and those stars and do not go out there and support the genocide of any people. Stay neutral. Yeah, Stay American. Exactly. Be an American. You know why? Because we let you in just like we let the Jews in. Despite our personal feelings towards you. <laughs> right? Personally, I wouldn't let you in. I think you guys are garbage. Talking about the Palestinians. <laughs> Look, I, you guys proved it well, the other day. This is you a- continue to prove it by putting up your flag in solidarity. This is no different than if it's some Italians did some crazy terrorist attack and then me and you go put up Italian flags in front of our house. You know what I mean? You're you're literally just saying you support that terrorist act. And let this be a lesson to all of you, please. Look at the Italians, right? We don't care. You took away our day. No problems. No terrorist attacks. We just mm-hmm. quietly go on our way and eat our pizza and our pasta. Sit there with our big dicks. And... <laughs> <laughs> and eat that spaghetti. That's right. Thank God. God at least gave us that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm going to start a petition for National Paisano Day. I'm telling you, we got to get this going, baby. Oh, dude, I would wait. A lot of tensions right now. <laughs> I don't know where the Paisanos fall. Well, I, no, I think the Italians are starting with the Israelis. Uh, yeah, most likely. I mean, we were kind of in cahoots. Oh, no, Italians. I mean, we don't like to talk about it, right? But you know, we kind of uh, we were with the uh, the Nazis there a little bit. Uh, for a while, we, you know, the Italians big on the fascism, uh, for Italian, a minute. Stop yourself. Italians are big on money. They'll go whichever side they think. They, <laughs> no, they wanted to make money. the money, man. And it's funny. Yeah. We are Polish Italian. So even just in our genetics, uh, we have a division going on there. Right? <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> we, we are cells divided amongst ourselves. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's why I've it was, it was really funny because I, I was in this situation the other day where it was these two Mexican guys fighting with these two Albanian guys. And it was me and this other white guy in the middle. And I was just thinking only in Chicago. Does this happen? <laughs> yeah, I like that, though. I think that's what makes America beautiful, right? From, she, from sea to shining sea, man, we are a melting pot. It doesn't matter what city you are in or what town you're in. You're going to get a mix of cultures, religions, different skin colors, man. I mean, one that's, thing you that's learn, what makes this place One thing great. you learn living this way is every race hates everybody that's not dumb. You know, like the Albanians hate everybody that's not Albanian. Yeah, we're all, we're all racist. <laughs> that's what's funny about it, man. Everybody's a Nothing racist. Nothing to do with color, either. Well, that's, that's why I love... People calling each other racist. If everybody's a racist, nobody is a racist because we are all racist. So nobody's actually a racist. We just got our preferences, man. The Palestinians are pretty racist. They actually want to kill you. Yeah, well, you're right. They kind of do. And that's why it is super bizarre that these nincompoops over at Harvard decided to sign their name (laughs) to side with these insane maniacs. Like like American racism is, I'm going to say a bad name when you cut me off in traffic. (laughs) Middle Eastern uh, racism is, I want you and your children dead. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a little bit of a difference there. Good call. I like that. I'm willing to accept that, that line there.
The last two decades, millions of Palestinians in Gaza have been forced to live in an open-air prison. CEOs from major corporations like Sweetgreen and FabFitFun calling for the names of the students within those groups to be released. What we wanted to do was um, try to understand, well, who actually is signing on to that statement? And if people are actually signing on to that statement, we would want to be able to make sure that we're not hiring those individuals. Yeah, you idiots are out of jobs. Congratulations, Good. moron. Now you have to go to the Middle East to find work. Before you Billion even enter the, work, the workforce. Uh, oh, and if any of you are female, well, you're, you're shit out of luck because you can't go to the Middle East, right? They're not going to really have a job for you. I really hope you're not gay. Yeah, I like the idea of any of these being female or homosexual or black and, and thinking I'm going to support a group of people who would murder me if they saw me on the street. No, 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 you, no, no you don't understand. They will hang you from a bridge <laughs> so that everybody entering the village can see what they do to gays. That is, that is what they do today. I know, it's so crazy that any of these liberal retards thought that they, that they could realistically support this group and get away with it, man. Like, no, you're now going to be called out. No, the minute you step off the plane in Palestine with your blue hair and shaved sides, they're hanging you from a bridge. I know. (laughs) It's so crazy to me. You you and I talk about this all the time with with these insane scenarios here where, you know, congratulations, you 30 morons, right? You are so fortunate to live in a country where you can write a stupid document like this and support a terrorist group openly. You're going to suffer consequences in your professional careers, but you live in a free country where you can do that without fear of your life. You just don't know how ignorant you are because you had such a good life. It's incredible. Everybody should thank God that we live in America where we don't worry about that shit happening to us. Nobody has ever worried about that that's alive today in America. Yeah, and that's why I fully support these CEOs going out there and being like, hey, we want the list of these idiots so we can never employ them by accident. That's kind of... I'm all for it. All right, man. I am so shocked that at the uh, reaction of like you know the Fortune 500 companies, they're they're either supporting Israel or keeping their mouth shut. Uh, I think I'm very surprised that I got to give props to Joe Biden and how he's handling it. I, I did, totally agree with you, actually. Yes, I, I did not see that. We got to teach this man how to walk upstairs. But I did not see <laughs> oh, him, yeah. you know, sending the first carrier group. Now you're doubling down. We're going to send two carrier groups. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, if it escalates, he does put boots on the ground. I don't know. I'm actually really surprised how he's handling it. I think so is the rest Are of the Are we, though? I mean, I think looking back over the last few years, uh, you know, Biden and his war cabinet are war hawks, man. I mean, the Democrats, you know, they see an opportunity here where we are entering a massive, we are either in a depression or about to, you know, nosedive into one. So what better way to either get out of it or avoid it than let's, let's hop on board this world war. I- you know what I'm saying? No, dude, I thought for, I, I swear to God, I thought for sure they were going to back Hamas. I really did. I thought that with, with uh, the squad and everybody, it's I thought just, they were going to no, back No, you Hamas. know, for me, I felt like there's more money behind the war rather than backing Hamas, and uh, we always follow where the money will take us, especially when it comes to war, and doesn't it more and more seem like 
the squad is this fringe group that maybe the Democrats use when it's beneficial for them to gain some votes with the youth. Oh, absolutely. And especially... They're a joke. AOC just doesn't know it. Well, they definitely have to drop them now after that clip went around of AOC farting in the middle of that conversation. (laughs) 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 I don't know if uh, anyone caught... That one. I think that's actually why they started this war with Hamas. Uh, they couldn't let this this video of AOC farting get out to the masses, so we they just sent Hamas into Israel to kill a bunch of people at the festival. <laughs> she would never. She's a lady. It was the dog. <laughs> I think this is an opportunity to blame it on a queef. You never get a queef in the news. We never get a good queef news action here. Let's get a little queef up in the air. <laughs> Queefs are more acceptable, right? She's the queen of queef. Yeah, man. Queefs, Queefs are a little cuter than a fart, you know? I think the public is more accepting of a queef than they are of a fart. A fart, you know, they're both equally, you know, a queef is funny, right? Is, is a queef as funny as a fart? No. No, not as funny. A fart is, I think oh, what... The, the fart's got the poop particle. That makes it's the stinkiness. You know what I mean? It's just so funny. It's so embarrassing. There's just something, something about the uh, the comedy pyramid, if you will, and right there at the top, the peak, it's the fart. I don't know what it is, but oh, no God. matter what, no matter your age, just the fart it reigns supreme. You and know? the more inappropriate the situation, the funnier, <laughs> the the higher that peak goes. And especially you know? a, just... a woman who's like a congresswoman, right? Like oh. it's so improper. Talking about a terrorist attack. And you know, is that what it? I don't know. I mean, she, who who knows? I'm so distracted by the fart. I can't think about anything she was saying. <laughs> All I can think about is the fart. And then the guys who did the thermal video, you see the cloud. It's terrible. Terrible. I didn't know, guys. They did a thermal, thermal video investigation of the fart. You can see the heat signature of the cloud no behind way. her. When she no, there's no- it's obviously fake. It's obviously fake. But it's so fucking funny. <laughs> Well, I don't even know if it's real because I thought I heard a clip of like it's actually a dude going like mm-hmm, and, and they and I I it's possible like it's it could be a deep fake. It could be one of those you know situations where they put in the audio and it's just an added an added little. Fart. Show, even a fake fart is funny. Yeah, well, even if it yeah. were fake, I want to live in a world where it really happened. You know, I like that. That's a good world to be in. Uh, don't worry. If I if I know Democrats, she'll stay in office until she's so old she can't control her farts. We'll get, <laughs> get plenty of videos. Had, haven't we had this happen with Biden a couple times this last year or so? I thought we, he was caught a few times on a hot mic with some farting, and like they blamed it on the internet or said it was a deep fake or you know <laughs> it was the Republicans, it was a MAGA group going after him. It was Russian deep fake technology, right? I don't know, dude, but I fell asleep last night with the TV. Uh, I think I was watching Netflix when I fell asleep. So oh, then yeah. Comcast like restarts the router or whatever. So then it just goes to the last channel you were on. Wow. You know, which happened to be HBO. And I swear to God, Nancy Pelosi was haunting my dreams. Wow. I had a dream of her. She was in it. Then I woke up and it was in the house. The Nancy Pelosi documentary was on HBO. It's the it's the Jan sixth documentary, right? Where by her daughter. Am I correct on that, dude? If you look at the info, it literally <laughs> says 
Her daughter follows her 30-year career. And the January 6th. So yeah. out of 30 years, we specify this one day. Amazing. When are people going to wake up to the fact that right before Ukraine starts, Sean Penn just happens to be there with his documentary crew, and right before Jan 6 unfolds, Nancy Pelosi's daughter just happens to be there with a documentary crew. Like, everything has a crew there ready to film it. We're living <laughs> in a fabricated reality. This is all fake, man. This is the Matrix, baby. We live in Truman Show. Oh, I wish it was Truman Show. We're not that sophisticated. <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> I don't know, man. A lot of people believe the sun is fake, right? That's a simulation. There's something going on, but I just think it's hilarious that all these dramatic events unfold and there's always a documentary crew. You know where I didn't see the documentary crew? The film or the festival that got raided by Hamas the other day. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. Good call. Yeah. No crew. And it was a festival. You would think there'd be some crew there filming something, right? No, all we get are these kids running frantically for their lives. I cannot get over the fact that this thing unfolded and instantaneously the conflict in Ukraine has evaporated from everyone's mind. (laughs) Because it wasn't a real fight. Like a puff of smoke, that shit just disappeared into the wind, man. Because everybody realized what a real war looks like. Yes! Women, ch- women, children dying, armies gearing up and storming in. <laughs> I gotta say, and I, I tried to avoid it as much as possible, but it's almost impossible, the imagery of the mutilation that occurred and that is occurring, like the images of the Gaza Strip right now and, and, and what's happening I, to the I children. Did, but I don't like, have... They keep trying to do this, like... You know, Democracy Now! spent a whole hour. Oh, every I, oh, every segment <laughs> is about the suffering of the Palestinians. They're, they're still reviving Amy Goodman with uh, an IV of liquid into her veins. <laughs> She's so dehydrated from it. Am I the only one that doesn't care? You guys did it first. You did it first. Absolutely, but all I'm saying is I have not seen a single frame from the conflict in Ukraine that even resembles one segment of video that I've seen from this conflict in the Middle East. like uh, And it's only been going on for a week. I'm saying, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. There's been more atrocity and war that I've seen unfold (laughs) on video and on photograph over the last seven days than I've seen an entire year's worth from Ukraine. All we got from Ukraine, like I said, is that one hospital the one hospital with the one nursery, the ghost of Kiev, and then <laughs> Sean Penn handing out the Academy Award. That's the entire imagery we have of Ukraine compared to what we have been seeing. And they're claiming the like 100,000 dead in Ukraine. We got 2,000 in Israel. I'm sorry. It's just, you, you cannot yeah. make a more obvious connection of Ukraine being wag the dog. Like, it's just so obvious you guys put on a movie. How do I know you put on a movie? Your lead actor, the president of Ukraine, was a literal fucking actor. (laughs) (laughs) Not to mention you kept sending actors over there. You send actors, and then you have Sean Penn who just directed a movie about it. Are you kidding me, dude? Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here, man. Ukraine was the most fake war that has ever happened in our lives. We just funneled money through there. It was a laundromat. 
Yes. Yeah, really what really what it was. And if you need any proof, we have proof. It's unfolding currently in a courtroom, but nobody wants to talk about it. Sam Bankman Freed, who helped bam who helped uh, funnel uh billions, if not trillions, I can't remember the exact amount, through Ukraine into the DNC from his loft in the Bahamas. I mean, this guy some of the testimony from his girlfriend is unreal. This guy was running an incredible plot there, and he was in cahoots with the DNC, with the Bidens, and he was sending kickbacks and Frank, funneling money back for the summer. Frank, you don't remember that summer when you were 24, you bought the $30 million penthouse in the Bahamas, and you just had dinner with all the most powerful politicians in the country? You're right. I just blacked. Everybody does it. I blacked out from all the orgies. Uh, it was crazy. <laughs> the, the craziest orgies, man. It's totally normal. <laughs> Come on. We all been there.